remembering to reconnect to your own essence, to reconnect and to start trusting your own internal guidance system is one of the most powerful and beneficial things you can do for yourself and for your own life journey. And in this episode, I talked to Dr. TSA about doing just that. I really, really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you will as well. Should we try again? Yes, we shall. We can depend on our spirit, but can never depend on technology. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you mentioned that because I think we're so drawn to the technology because it's a poor attempt at copying the connection that we should have and do have. And that's why we're so drawn to it and we took so naturally to it. Yes, yes. It's, um, I read a while ago that we in the ancient times had the ability to really connect with people on, on that spiritual level and the things that we're trying to do with technology today. It's just a, a, a copy of what we were able to do um, in ancient times. So it's, uh, so yeah, technology will try to continue to improve itself, to erase our abilities so that we can depend on. <laughs> well, that, that's what it wants to do. It wants to make us dependent on it instead of going back to the old ways. And if you look at a lot of the indigenous peoples, they they haven't lost that ability. Mm-hmm. No, they haven't. They haven't. And I feel like the more we depend on this technology, the more we depend on our smartphones, the more we lose that muscle of being able to connect with our spirit and be able to still retrieve that information like we used to before. And I sense that that's, that's really the plan. Of course it is. Of course yeah. it is because they, they couldn't, they couldn't have us remembering, which always makes me think about remember. So if you dismember something, you take it apart. And when you remember, you put it back together again. So mm-hmm. us remembering who we are, because all of a sudden then we don't need any of the system or any of the process and their their very flimsy grasp that they have that they keep telling us is a strong grip mm-hmm. eventually falls away because it's not required. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yet still, those who don't know history would think that, oh, this is fascinating. You know, technology is evolving and, you know, it's just a, a big propagandist thing where people now depending on this stuff, not realizing, hey, you have this, you have this inside of you. And so it keeps us dependent of a situation, circumstances, news outside of us and not realizing that we can connect to any source inside of us. It's interesting too, isn't it? Because we're so uh, we're so very visual, but people look out through their eyes instead of looking back inside where the answers are, which is how you look through and out. Yes, yes. And how, like when they say uh, the adage that states the eyes are the, the, the window. Window to the soul. Yeah, and that's that's very true. Like sometimes you would get lost in someone's eyes and really feel for what's happening inside. I get that a lot when I work with individuals some some people i don't look in their eyes because of what i feel on the onset the energy but once i'm comfortable with the energy and it's it's ren ren uh, what's the word i'm looking for resonating with my own then i would kind of gander further and really just connect and feel and staying in the moment to get a feel for what who that person is it's interesting you mentioned that resonation because when I've looked and listened to people who, who um, are channeling, as an example, they talk about having to get roughly to the frequency of the, the entity or the energy that they want to channel, and then it locks onto a frequency, a bit like tuning a radio in a car. Exactly. 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 But when you tell so-called, and I don't, I use this word very loosely, but average people, right? When you say that to, you know, the lay person, they look at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's because it's been educated out of them. They, they, it's, there's an intentional dumbing down that's been going on to stop people realizing just how powerful, how potent and how magnificent they really are. Mm-hmm. And I think probably we should just maybe talk about you and what you are and what you do, because this conversation, if someone steps in right now, is going to seem quite esoteric. And I'm sure it's going to get a lot more that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so um, my name is Terry Odate. I'm a, a doctor in social work, um, and I'm what one would consider a psycho-spiritual psychotherapist. So what I do is when I work with individuals, 
I'm able to, or I rather connect to their essence and kind of get a feel for what their essence is yearning for and tabulate that with what they're telling me their issues are. And so I work with them from where their issues are or what their complaints are and help them connect to their essence so that their essence can guide them through that process uh, or that their essence can give them information about what it is they're going through. I'm simply the guide. I'm simply the usher to that. And you spoke about remembering. And so I help them to remember who they are at the core and not what's been taught to them or not what's been shown to them in our society, in our educational structures, our family structures, our, you know, social media. So I help really connect to the innate truth within them. And that connection or me being the guide is simply for them to remember to stay at that place, to stay connected to their internal GPS, if you will, uh, and allow that internal GPS to guide them and not whatever it is I say, not what media says, not what friends or family, but what feels right for them. Um, so that's that's what I do on a, on a day-to-day Mm, that, it's, it's interesting because I've enjoyed watching your videos that were uh, recommended to me by a mutual friend, Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think what, one of the things that it, if anyone's watching this and they haven't yet latched onto the idea that, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm having a spiritual experience. They've got that again, like everything in this realm, it's an inversion. It's back to front mm-hmm. because you you are spiritual having a human experience, aren't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that because we're so distracted by this world or what happens on a day to day, we think of ourselves of the world. We think of ourselves in the context of being of the world instead of being uh, a spectator, instead of watching from internally what's happening around us and what information that is being given to us or that we can glean from this situation, really having the perspective of having a, a, being a spiritual being, having the human experience and how we can expand, how we can further uh, grow our consciousness, how we can further be connected to the greater universe instead of being swallowed, swallowed up in this myopic view of what life is. Um, so yeah, absolutely. We are spiritual beings. And again, you go back to remembering, it's really helping someone to remember and, and be able to mitigate this world as a spiritual being, having a human experience. No one is teaching us that. (laughs) No. Well, if they teach us that, the game collapses, all the control structures fall away because they're not required. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, yeah, the objective is to be controlled by others and not by your, you know, your internal source. But, um, but yeah, for sure. Sure. Hmm. Thanks. So, I mean, I, one of the reasons I wanted to have on the show was I like talking to you anyway. We had a lovely chat the other evening. Mm-hmm. It, it's also to, to help people become aware of you because I think the work that you're doing is so very important. And I think if people took a moment just to go and watch some of the, the, the short sort of 10, 15-minute clips you do with people uh, to, to see that you, are, you have an interesting ability, mm-hmm. and I know, I know why, mm-hmm. is because you look right through from your source into their source, which is pretty much the same place, and you can shift and get rid of all the junk and all the fluff and all the nonsense and all the noise to help them see what's actually going on. Absolutely. It's like having um, a laser focus uh, uh, approach and really just, yes, I'm speaking with them, but I'm feeling more than what it is they're saying. I'm feeling behind the words because their feelings is really from that source, uh, bad or indifferent. And so feeling through the conversation really helps me to tap into information they're not even disclosing but my spirit my source helps me to guide them appropriately and that's you know we all have that capability it's just it's just really practicing or remembering that that's who we are as individuals and a lot of people have been yearning for that for so long and have forgotten how to get to that place 
especially with recent events, especially with the bombardment of just crap on on television and and just really being distracted and hearing constantly, uh, you know, of said numbers going up, what was then COVID, now monkeypox, right? But a constant bombardment of, you know, information that that keeps us outside of ourselves. It's so helping people to get back to their core really helps them to not necessarily make sense of what's happening out there, but more so how does it pertain to them and what is it, what is their role and how should they behave or what should one's next steps be based on what their internal guide is, is feeding them. We'll be back after a quick break. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. That's absolutely right. And it's it's interesting too, because I've noticed you're very respectful of everyone's journey because it's their journey. Absolutely. You, you know, one, one of the things, I, I, I don't do what you do, but I'm very mindful that I only ever act as a signpost. Have mm-hmm. you considered this? What about that? Maybe you want to go, and sometimes I'll give someone a quick nudge if they're really off track. Mm-hmm. But it, it, that's right. You, you are there to play a part in this grand play. Everyone is. Yes, and, and it's important that I'm glad you said that, that it's not about my agenda. You know, it's about where someone is and how can I assist them making sense of where they are and based on where they are, helping them to connect to their essence and then allowing them to continue that communication with their essence. My role is different from their role. And what I did is not going to be the same thing that they did. But if I can help you connect to your source, then you're on that what what uh, Dorothy on the Wizard of Oz said, you know, on that first yellow brick road. Once I can get you to that first yellow brick, then you're on your way. And my job is really just to facilitate that memory, to facilitate uh, that connection and, you know, lead you on your way. Because that in itself is gold. That's that's wealth. Yeah, it, well, it's everything, and it's it's people don't often need much of a nudge to remember because they can feel it. It'll resonate with them straight away. Absolutely, absolutely. Now you talk about yeah, they can feel it. But I've spoken to many people who who think that what they think is what they feel <laughs> and what they feel is what they think. <laughs> and so that's the first order of business, which is to help them distinguish what they're feeling is so different than what they're thinking and show them how that difference can impact one's behavior. So if I can help you connect to your, your feeling sense, which I've always said is the, um, it are the voice, your feelings are the voices of your spirit, once I can help you understand that, good, bad, or indifferent, because your essence will feel certain ways if you are connected or disconnected to it. Once I can help one to understand that, then it'll help them possibly to, okay, uh, continue the endeavor of seeking what my feelings really mean and not allowing the mental faculty to hijack that moment and give you a a meaning for what that feeling is. And we get caught up in that oftentimes, not realizing that there's a true distinction. Yeah. I think another important distinction as well is that a lot of people that I've spoken to have said, well, you you shouldn't be driven by your emotions. And that's not what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about something completely different, that you're aware of the subtleties, the feelings, which is why I spent years ago the, the transition for me was to step out of my mind mm-hmm. and to start thinking with my heart and feeling my way forwards. And that changed everything. Yes. Yes. I call that um, uh, bottom up thinking. So we're feeling from our source and we're allowing that source to edify the mind 
as opposed to taking in whatever external information is coming outside of us and then feeding our spirit with it or our essence with it. Which is how you get to fear and all the other problems that control you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hence the constant barraging of information, right? If you're, if you're constantly taking in all of this external information, then that's all you have. And you allow that to formulate fear um, as opposed to feeling what your role is in that moment and allowing that feeling again to edify the mind. It's an interesting thing too, because I, I, I'm very much a, a big proponent of earthing or grounding, you know, being in touch with the earth, with your hands, with your feet, being outside in nature, with the animals, with the plants. And I kept thinking one of the reasons we got shoes, everyone says, is so you can bed out in all weathers and all the rest of it. It wasn't. It's to start breaking that connection because when it comes down to it, you and I and everyone came from the earth. We came from the air and the food and the water that our mothers ate and drank and breathed in because that's how we were created. So we are so intimately connected to that. And yet the very first thing we do is we get shoes put on our feet so we break that connection. Mm -hmm. No other animal does that. Yeah, that is a very potent um, um, explanation there because it's that that barrier, like breaking the connection, breaking that feeling source of, of, of being with nature. I re recently went upstate and um, the first thing we did before we started our excursions is to take off our shoes, touch a tree, hug a tree, put that intention out there, feel nature, feel the breeze, feel the air, just caressing your skin. And, you know, it healed quite a few people and it helped them just to center themselves and really enjoy what nature has to offer. And shoes is one of the greatest things that can help disconnect us from nature and prevent healing from us. So that's a very powerful comment that you made there and we often we not even often people don't know that yeah it's, it's it's huge it's like going going and just getting your feet into running water in a stream or a river or something is amazing or standing out in the bare feet with no hat on in the pouring rain even just for a few minutes it's so cleansing yes Yes, yes. And now, you know, in society, you know, oh, no, you got to put on your shoes. No, you, you looked upon in a different way if you're walking in the park with no shoes on. Oh, it's too dirty. Oh, there's too much stuff in there. Well, that all that gets transmuted by nature. Nature takes care of all of that. But we've been just so uh, duped into believing that these are things that we have to we have to do. Yeah, you, you, you have, well, you, you don't have to do anything, but I would choose to connect as often as I can. We went for a nice walk earlier on and I wear Birkenstocks in the summer. I've always got black feet, but whenever there's not particularly rough road or gravel, I can just take the shoes off and carry them mm -hmm. and then I can put them on in a second. That's why I wear them, yeah. apart from the fact they're really comfortable. <laughs> but I'm not a big fan of shoes. Yeah. Just not a, I, I, I think I was laughing with someone the other day. I've driven in bare feet my entire life. Oh, really? So the first thing I do when I get in the car is to kick the shoes off. Yes, yes, yes. And someone said, well, you can't, you can't drive that one. I said, why not? I can feel the pedals and I can, because my feet are quite tough, mm -hmm. I can put plenty of force on the pedals if I need to. So it's not a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, other people like, well, that's, weird or strange or whatever not understanding the purpose or the meaning behind that a lot of us have been lost and and well it's intentional to we it, it's the, the whole the whole indoctrination process mm -hmm. you know from from making it that the mothers had to go to work not to give them equal rights but because they wanted the taxation money off them mm -hmm. which means then you can take the young ones i don't want to call them children because children are a ward of the state which means it's state property which is why when the state takes your children you'll never get them back you have to go and demand your property back but they take them away so that they can indoctrinate them. They call it an education. It's not. It's an indoctrination process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're away then from the very people that could be teaching them stuff, mm -hmm. that should mm -hmm. be teaching them stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, they become dependent of or they become a ward of uh, the powers that be, a ward of the state and not realizing that they have the power already and you don't have to um agree to any of those laws but again it's intentional it's well, they're intentional. actually not laws they're actually statutes because in a statute book but they're mm -hmm. given the power of law if you're a member of the society and as long as you know that you're not a member of society and they can't prove you are exactly. then you know it becomes an interesting conversation for you not yeah. for them yeah i still have to uh what's the word get myself versed into law versus statute and and continue that journey of being totally independent 
But well, the very first question any, in, in anything like that, and that's not really the purpose of this discussion, but you start off with, am I, you know, you would say, am I woman, not a woman, because her is a negation. So mm-hmm. am I woman, yes or no? Mm-hmm. And if they go, what do you mean? So, well, what am I, a banana, a tree, or am I a woman? Mm-hmm. And as soon as they say you're a woman, nothing applies to you because everything sits below men and women, everything. Because mm-hmm. it's God, men and women, and everything else. Everything. So you now see it above all that. So when they're dressed up in whatever outfit as a policy enforcement agent masquerading as a constable or whatever, they now sit below you. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Now, they, they might get violent and aggressive and all the rest of it, but as long as you maintain that. And here's the other thing I was talking to someone about. As mm-hmm. long as you know your place, mm-hmm. you're never really going to be of the vibrational frequency of the problem, which mm-hmm. means you can't attract the problem. You can't. If you're sat watching a horror movie and you don't like it, don't hide behind the sofa. Change the goddamn channel. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. So if you're no longer in that place, nothing really is going to bother you because you're not tuned to it. You're not attracting it. Whereas their job, because they're not the creators of reality, you and I are, we all are. Mm-hmm. Our job is to focus only on what we want. But what they're trying to do is get everyone to focus on what they want so you can create the reality they have planned for you and I. Exactly. Exactly. Stop paying attention to it. Start to think about what you want. Even someone who's saying, well, I'm just keeping abreast of current events. No, you're not. You're allowing yourself to create what they want for you. Exactly. Exactly. It's interesting that you said that because I recently spoke with someone who felt like they were totally lost and didn't have control over their lives. And um, after further investigation, realizing that they not only felt that they had no control, but they didn't feel deserving of what it was that they wanted. So that was a whole level of um, trying to reframe their their mind, their thinking process to understand that, no, you have the power to want whatever it is that you want, and you are deserving of that. And re and to remind them that they are deserving of that, that alone, that journey was tumultuous because they've been indoctrinated into thinking that they're not deserving of, or that this cannot happen to them because they are less than. Uh, and that's something too that has that people have been traumatized by not understanding that they are deserving of the highest and best good, that they are special, that they are powerful. Um, so that indoctrination of really depending on others and you're, you're nothing without let's say the system or you're nothing without status or you're nothing without like, like it's, there's a number that's been done on people not understanding their value, their worth. Well, it's, it's all trauma-based mind control. And the first trauma is, is when you're either born by cesarean section or they cut the cord instead of allowing it to naturally separate from the placenta at the right time. Exactly. And then as an example, males are traumatized if they get circumcised. There's all this trauma is happening constantly and people don't realize that it has a massive impact on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You brought me to another um, point where that connection with the, the fetus or the um, essence that's growing within you, that connection doesn't happen when the child or the, the, the young one is born. Like that communication with that essence happens long before even while the uh, woman is with child what the power of the woman and how that energy of the woman is transferred onto that young one is immense is immense and not realizing those that um, are um doctrinated to think that no you have you can't give birth naturally or you have to you know, give birth in the hospital, no, a doctor has to do it. And again, putting all of your faith and trust into this man outside and you outside of you, not realizing that the 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 female that is holding or, or have uh, the essence within them have that power and can truly understand what's happening within them if they have or if they are connected to to themselves first. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, uh... A friend of mine had twins when she was 40, and she was living with me at the time. They're not my children, or my little ones. Um, I just helped her because the guy disappeared. And mm-hmm. she said, well, I don't know what to do. I said, what do you mean you don't know what to do? I said, your body knows exactly what to do for these little ones that you're growing. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is rest up, keep yourself moving around, and get the right nutrition and create an environment that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Everything else will be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the animals do it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> when did you last see it like a dog decide all this and I had to go to the vets to have a you know have a pop <laughs> exactly <laughs> it doesn't happen it doesn't need to happen exactly exactly yeah powerful stuff oh it, it's huge it's huge powerful stuff what, what do you <laughs> I'd like your take on what you see going on in the world right now in terms of of this massive push because everyone thinks it's a battle for physicality or a lot of people do and i think it's something way bigger is going on way bigger what do you think so there's certainly a huge energy shift from what used to be to wanting to go into a, an energy where life or earth this planet ought to be and the challenge is not for necessarily those who are aware, um, the challenge is for those powers that be to maintain their control. And so therefore, people who are fed up, um, the energy on the planet is certainly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, certainly vibrating towards change. Uh, the energy of the planet is shifting in a positive way. And those powers that be are trying to maintain that power. Many people right now are opening their, their minds, their awareness. The past couple of years, many people have been forced to stay inside. That was purposeful in the sense for essence, universal law, universal spirit, energy to reconnect or help people reconnect with their internal so that they can energize the change even further the shift even further you notice that many power or many uh um i guess the president the president then in the united states and different presidents or prime ministers of different countries were at were at you know war or, or in discourse not necessarily war all of that still is is purposeful to shift the energy that was the status quo that was to to something even bigger and i you know i say this loosely i haven't really narrowed in but certainly saying that loosely to say that there's certainly a shift happening and it has been happening they say we're in the age of aquarius i mean that's that's huge that's huge i mean i can i'm still myself wanting to um, center myself to really feel more of what what's happening, but I certainly know that that energetical pull is real, and I we I feel it on a day to day basis, and I'm oftentimes left to just feel it and and ride the energy as opposed to trying to understand it mentally, but certainly um, be available emotionally and spiritually available for that shift and, and allow that shift to shift me in the positive and in the highest and best way. Mm -hmm. now, now I'd go along with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting too, because I was speaking to someone the other day and he said, yeah, but you know, it's, it's what, what, what if we don't make it? And I said, well, it doesn't matter whether you make it or not, because you are, by the sounds of it, so um, besotted with this physical experience that you think this is what is, and it's just a fraction of what is, and it's a fraction of what you are. It's like a fingertip of what you really are that's just playing down here. I said, so, you know, I, you're an eternal being. Yes. Right? And the very fact you exist means you always will. You might not exist in like an Adrian suit for however long you may or may not exist in it, although I would like to ride this one out because I'm enjoying this journey a lot. But it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and if it's not, so what? Yeah. Um, but it, it's getting past that besottedness with what this is. And certainly for me, I think doing uh, DMT years ago really helped me experience something far grander and far greater mm -hmm. and made me get a sense that I think a lot of people talk about a collective consciousness, and I think that's one aspect of it. But I, I think it's important to note, certainly from where I stand, that your individualism, your individual experience is absolutely critical to the overall gathering of the information. It's not like you are part of a commune, mm -hmm. but you have a role to fulfill within that, but you have to be yourself. Absolutely. You, you can't be everyone else. That doesn't work out. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like we are, like you have this puzzle and everyone is a piece of that puzzle. 
but it has to have the right shape and be in its own authentic self to be able to place it on the puzzle. Uh, you brought me to a, another um, memory or another example that I often use with people that I work with in understanding who we are. You know, before we decided to land on this on this planet, we were in an eternal space. We were in we were in energy form. And I always tell people, imagine yourself as a, a, a spirit being in the spirit realm and you are looking down on planet Earth. And it's in that same essence. And oftentimes people get very concerned about this because people are not always born into well-off families or families who are uh, economically uh, you know, sound or uh, born into families who have a lot of concerns or issues going on in their lives. But for some reason, we as a spiritual being are looking down onto the planet and really choosing where we want to be born into because of the certain lessons we chose to learn. And based on those lessons we chose to learn, we enter into my last name or the name that was given to me as Ordate. And so I chose to be born into the Ordate family because the Ordate family is set up with this curriculum of courses that I need for my journey in evolution, for my journey in my spiritual evolution. And based on what I packed in my spiritual suitcase and all of the innate tools and skills that I have on this journey, I am often guided to go back in to pull out a tool here or there. But because of the programming that I allowed myself to be in, I forgot what I packed in my spiritual suitcase. And so I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> there was something that you said that just brought me to that memory of understanding that, yeah, regardless of we being in this physical body, the essence will always remain. The essence never dies. That spirit never dies. And if we're not understanding that we are spiritual beings having this physical experience, then we would always think that, hey, once this life is over, then that's it. But it's a continuum. It's a continuous journey. And and the, I think the, the, there's two things, actually. One is that this meeting says it's going to end in seven minutes. When it does, I'll bell you back and we'll start again. Um, the other one was that I, I remember having this discussion with my youngest, who's, what, is she now 31, I think? Mm -hmm. And she 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 wasn't particularly happy with her physical experience. And I said, well, listen, I said, you chose the perfect physical structure to do what you needed to do in your life and no other physical structure would be suitable for the stresses and the experiences you're going to have. Mm -hmm. So look at what you've got and work with it. And one day you will be so glad that you chose a more sturdy and less frail frame because it will stand up to what you need to do because a frail frame, you would break exactly. whatever you're here to experience. Exactly. Exactly. And especially like, for see with that perspective you've given her the tool you've allowed her to accept where she is and once she continues on this journey and you know for lack of a better term fight the fight or look to earn or look to to feel better about self then she would have been excited happy felt rewarded that she did the work to get through this stuff in her body and then the body changes the body changes when the conscious changes the body changes when your mind changes to support the continuous journey yeah because you're changing vibration i remember again the same girl charlotte mm -hmm. she used to have a terrible fear of flying insects awful mm -hmm. i said all right i said try this on for size if you will that when there is a messenger that has a message to deliver, the messenger will usually take an unusual shape or form. Mm -hmm. But if you don't accept the message from the first messenger, the message gets louder and louder and louder. And one day it'll open the door and hit you in the face with a baseball bat and say, right, I've got a message for you. Mm -hmm. So when you accept that, you know, in the term of the flying insects, why don't you ask them what it is they're trying to tell you? And as soon as you get the message, they won't trouble you. The yeah. very next morning, I find her outside giving some honey to a bee that was all out of energy. Mm -hmm. I said, so what's the game here then? She went, oh, I got the message. <laughs> and I said, good, don't tell me what it is because it's your message. 
but mm-hmm. it looks like you no longer have a problem with these messengers. And she went, no, they're all fine with me now. I love it. I love it. I, when I went upstate recently, um, I did a hike and it was about two, about two hours hike up the mountain. And as, as I was walking, huge wasps kept just swirling around me, swirling around me. And I just stayed centered. I, you know, I felt it. I observed it. I just understood what the vibration was. And as soon as I became more connected to the wasp, the wasp left me alone, just left. And I continued on the journey. But it's when I was initially I was like you know just moving away and, and I just remember no stay in the moment stay in, allow the wasp to feel your vibration and know that you know you're no one to mess with if I can say it that way but as I journeyed up that mountain the wasp swirl around me said hi and kept it moving and I think the other part of that message as well is that that which you resist persists exactly so stop resisting exactly Exactly. Yeah, that, it's, you can be accepting of everything. And I, I said to someone, listen, just because I accept the conditions of my life, no matter how good or bad they may be, doesn't mean I agree with them or want them to continue. But I will not fight them because they'll stick around forever otherwise. Exactly. And that's the same I can say about challenges. If people are receiving the same kind of challenges over and over and over again, that means you never really addressed it to begin with. You never acknowledged that this is the state in which you are in. And if you don't like it, propel forward. Understand what it is you're going through. Understand the lessons of the moment. Internalize those lessons and make a decision. Do you deserving? Are you deserving of it? Or are you deserving better? More oftentimes people understand and get to the conclusion that they're deserving better. Accepting where they were, not accepting that this will always be who they are, but learning the lessons in the moment to forward and propel them forward. No, you're absolutely right. It's, I had a friend of mine and he just went from one awful relationship to another to another. And I said, you know what the problem is, don't you? And he said, yeah, I'm meeting all these horrible women. I said, no, the problem is that you're taking the version of you to the next relationship which can only attract another message, another messenger, because you haven't got the message yet. As soon as you get the message, the bad messengers, which they're not bad, they're serving a purpose, they have a part to play. The moment you get that, your life will turn around. Absolutely. I I say that all the time and people I work with don't like to hear it, (laughs) recognize that that is the case. And then they make the, the change or the decision to do different, right? And, and you are, you know, the there was uh, I don't remember his last name, but uh, someone was saying a lot of people have said that you attract that which you are right, and if you want better, then think about and energize better. But there's a there's a slight disconnect there. If you're not understanding that you are deserving of, if you are not cleaning out the conclusions or the negative conclusions about you, how can you attract better? You got to deal with the gook inside of you first and understand that, no, this doesn't support you. This doesn't support you. This doesn't serve you. This doesn't serve you. This is not accurate. And once you've cleansed or taken all the debris at the foundation, all the sand and the rocks, then, and now you have a clear ground or a fertile soil, now you can attract that which is beneficial to you, and now it can land on fertile soil and then grow. The point I was going to make that carries on from the previous things you said about removing the gook and the junk and all the rest of it, was that it strikes me that what we're experiencing right now is, is much like you know, the, the lie about germ theory that you catch things and all the rest of it. It's not. It's simply a cleansing of a buildup of cellular debris, of toxins you've taken on board, nutritional deficiencies, etc. And that, to me, seems like what is going on at a grand level around the planet right now. I don't don't like to use the word planet, but around this realm that we're in, Mm -hmm. that we are cleansing ourselves of all this junk that's coming out. When people go, oh, this is awful, this is awful. No, it's not. It's part of the cleansing process. So ride with it and develop with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's that perspective. It's that shift in paradigm. Right. Yes, this is awful, but it's leaving. It's getting out of you. Yes, it's pain. Pain almost sometimes, if I can say it this way, in order for one to grow, there has to be some level of discomfort. Otherwise, you won't appreciate where you've gotten to once you've grown. 
in order for they call uh, child, young ones growing up and having certain pains with their bones. Growing pains, yeah. Growing pains, right? And so in order for us to achieve or expand our consciousness, there has to be some level of discomfort to rattle up what was holding that space before that was not beneficial, clearing that energy out so that you can accept and, and, and invite greater consciousness, greater understanding of self. It's, it's an interesting thing, too, because that makes me think about the process of childbirth. That if someone was not aware of that process of childbirth, it could almost seem barbaric, incredibly painful, horrible. There's blood, there's all sorts of bodily fluids. And yet is one, it is one of the most magnificent things that could ever happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and again, with that perception of, of childbirth being so painful and you hear women talk about it, but yet still they have more because the end product was so much more fruitful, so much more amazing, so much more felt subconsciously that they're willing to do it again. Yes, they remember the pain, but they understood the growth or the benefit afterwards or what was gleaned from afterwards. And so it's it that that discomfort is necessary to bring about higher and greater good. It's so powerful. And then just that shift will allow us an understanding that no, life is not supposed to be peaches and roses. And no, their challenges are necessary to help us grow. And with that simple shift, people will engage situations or circumstances in their lives much more differently. Yeah. Well, I don't think if, you, if you've never experienced um, sadness, it's very hard to get a grip on happiness. And if you never experienced darkness, you wouldn't know what the light is. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so it, it's, it's, it's about that. And it, it strikes me that we are here to continually expand and develop and gather more, what I'm looking for, more experience. And it, I, I've noticed in my life that I get much clearer definition about what I want mm -hmm. by experiencing the things I don't care for and I don't want because they start to focus my mind and you start to say, well, actually, I desire this. So I've come to really enjoy that part of the process when things are going wrong things don't seem right because it's helping me focus in in my heart on what i want to experience and that surely will pass because summer always follows winter mm -hmm. absolutely we're co-creators you know we're co-creators and we have those abilities we just have to remember and that's enjoy you said earlier you know you kind of you're enjoying this journey here and this in this terrain and that's part of the process, earning, learning, earning, and growing, you know, and it's just, so, it feels so good. We, we feel much closer to universe. We feel so much closer to the ultimate and that ability to just experience that allows us to one, appreciate where we are and maintaining our shape. My, my mentor once told me, maintain your shape. Don't lose that which you've attained to this point, continue to maintain your shape and move forward or continue to maintain your shape and constantly allow yourself to be open to growth and consciousness. And it's, it's, it's amazing how, how well and how, uh, how just fulfilling and peaceful that is. And getting personally, getting to a point that no matter what's going on around me, my internal space is at peace. My internal space is safe and well-nurtured despite the, the malaise that goes on around us. And it's just so, it's breathtaking. It's breathtaking. Well, that's, that goes back to what we talked about when we were talking about law and stuff before, that if you know who you are and you feel that connection to it, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what's going on mm -hmm. because it's never really going to get to you. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yes, some physical stuff can go on. You can get hurt. You can get, you know, beaten around a bit. But like I said to a pal of mine, I remember reading it too, and it's so true that mm -hmm. I would rather get to the end of my time in this realm, mm -hmm. in this vehicle, and it's going to have some dents and some broken bits and maybe a wheel hanging off and a door hanging open and a window smashed, but it'll have been a hell of a ride. Yes. <laughs> and that's what it's about. <laughs> that's a well-earned ride. <laughs> yeah. It'll get me across the line. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm enjoying this conversation because it's not everyone I can speak to about this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, likewise. Yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. Well, that that's what it, it, this whole journey should be. Mm -hmm. For me, I, 
was that I read years ago? The guy said, don't, don't like take life seriously because you'll never get out of it alive. <laughs> and then another guy I met who was a billionaire, he said, listen, I'll tell you the secrets of success. And, and, and monetary, it's a whole weird thing anyway, but he said, right, the, the secrets of success, and I'm not talking about money, mm-hmm. is don't sweat the small stuff. So I wrote that down. And he said, right. I said, so what small stuff? And he went, everything. <laughs> yes. Everything small stuff. Just get out there and enjoy yourself. Exactly. Exactly. It's not the end of the world. Yes, it's happening. Yes. Okay. You lost your job. How are you going? This is an opportunity now to create. This is an opportunity to use your essence to help you to get to the, the next step. There are no, there's no you know, party without having to plan. There's no, you know, attaining consciousness without having to work for it. There's, that's the beauty of engaging your essence and seeing what's inside of you, using those tools that you're, you're given. If everything is status quo, then it doesn't propel you to go in your spiritual suitcase and get the next tool. So there's a good question to ask you. Mm-hmm. For someone that's maybe starting out and they're not really sure about what to do, we talked about grounding and earthing as being a part of that for that connection. But what would you encourage people to do so that they can even recognize they have a suitcase and there's actually tools in it? It's not just an empty bag where they go, eh, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> One is meditation, but not everyone knows how to do meditation. So um, helping someone to begin the process of distinguishing what they feel versus what they think. For me, that's number one making that clear distinction that what I'm feeling is different than what I'm thinking. And then during that process of engaging and feeling, suspending the thought and just allowing yourself to go through that process of allowing yourself to feel. That is the, for me and for how I've guided others, that is the beginning process of really hunkering down, really getting to understand who you are. Because when you can quiet yourself enough to really feel what you're feeling or allow the the sensitivities or the nuances to reveal itself, you've already gotten out of your mind and you've taken a journey inward to discover what else is in there. So that would be my first thing is going through the process of, okay, is that a thought? Because one of the things I've shared in one of the videos is oftentimes people think about, well, what if this happened? And what if that happened? And what if this happened? And that's not coming from inside. But it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) So what are you what ifing about? (laughs) That's up here, right? So that's a clear indication that you're not inside. That's a clear indication that you're allowing external stimuli energy to affect how you're thinking. So for people who constantly go through that process, know that that is not it and shut that off and command, like command yourself to shut that off. Tell that energy, leave me the hell alone and be persistent about it and focus and, and, and get back to what it is you're feeling. Another. I, I'd agree a hundred percent with the meditation. I've meditated every day for 47, 48 years now. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. Because you get deeper and deeper and deeper into this consciousness, the the collective consciousness. And that connection alone fuels you, fuels the body to continue to endure this realm. And without that perspective, life would be so convoluted, so convoluted. And it's important to maintain connectivity to that source in order to be successful on this realm. And I bet you could you could help people with that connectivity just with some questions by asking yourself questions so that you're making decisions because I I'm asking myself questions all the time and is this coming from my true essence mm-hmm. or is this an external stimulus? Mm-hmm. And if it is, does it serve me or not? Exactly. And that question is so key because again it forces you to make that distinction. Is it emanating from within? Oh, is it something that I got from the external, something that I heard or whatever? That is, is, is key. Asking yourself questions is a very, very important. I think I, yeah, I just recently put something up about other thoughts coming to you from your head or from your essence. Is it positive or is it negative? And if they're coming from your head, you're probably being programmed. Exactly. Most likely being programmed. 
Exactly. Exactly. Because you yourself wouldn't sabotage yourself by giving yourself negative thoughts. That's not you. That cannot be you because you in your purest form wouldn't self-sabotage. Doesn't make it wouldn't sense. serve you. It wouldn't serve you. So it has to be two different energies. It has to be an understanding that, okay, this is not of me leaving it out there, protecting this mental border and allowing my feelings to speak to me rather than uh, being influenced by the outside stimulus. Powerful advice. Yeah. No, that, that's, you know, in case anyone thinks, oh, yeah, you, because you've been meditating, in my case, for example, for all this time, that it's just a walk in the park. No, it's not. No. Plenty of times where I'm catching myself, I'm going, right, just I go outside, bare feet, find a tree, whatever, standing water if it's really difficult. And I have to question myself back through the process to get myself centered again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's worth doing. Absolutely. But that that is the daily process of continuing to exercise that muscle yep if it be use it or lose it use it or lose it right and so that is part of the process constantly using it constantly using it because then it'll be too easy and then one can possibly take it for granted right so that's part of the process is what i would say yeah yeah cool if people want to find you i'll put a link to your um your youtube channel do you have a website as well Yes, I do. Um, it's www.autechtherapy.com. That's A-U-T-E-S-H therapy. That's T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. That's primarily my practice and how clients will call me and, and set up appointments and things like that. Um, but where I talk more liberally about spirituality is on my YouTube channel, Dr. P-S-A series. And I also have Instagram uh, under Dr. TSA series as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Then I would, if you're open to it, like to have another chat sometime because I have greatly enjoyed this discussion. <laughs> so have I. No, I would love it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, this was definitely, again, I enjoy having these conversations and us going back and forth. And, you know, this is what it's about. This is what- Yeah, it is about sharing stuff because it uh, it's, uh, I, I, you, your paths always cross someone else because everyone, everything, everyone and everything are cooperative components. Mm-hmm. So the cooperative components always come together at just the right time, mm-hmm. Absolutely. just the right time, either to serve you or to serve something greater. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or both if you're lucky. Absolutely. And then whenever those coordinates connect with each other, it's either a reminder of what was before or a continuation or newness, right? Um, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. Tomorrow. Well, I'll, I'll get this edited up over the next couple of days and I'll send you the links across and we'll go from there. All right. Thank you. Stay well, sister. Same. Likewise. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.